Come have a seat in the scald circle and hear the lay of rig, as told by Casimir. Once walked, tis said, the green ways along, mighty and ancient, a god most glorious, strong and vigorous striding rig. Ever on he went in the middle of the way, till he came to a house with the door unclosed. He entered straight, there was a fire on the floor, and a hoary couple sitting by the hearth. Great-grandfather and mother in ancient guise. Well knew Rig how to give them counsel. He sat him down in the middle of the floor. And with the home folk twain upon either side, Great-grandmother fetched a coarse baked loaf, all heavy and thick and crammed with husk. She bore it forth in the middle of a dish with broth in a bowl, and laid the board. Thence Rig uprose, prepared to rest, well he knew to give them counsel. He laid him down in the middle of the bed, and the homefolk twain on either side. Thus he tarried three nights together. Then he strode in the middle of the road, while thrice three moons were gliding by. Great-grandmother bore a swarthy boy. With water they sprinkled him, called him Thrall. Forthwith he grew, and well he throve. Berto his hands were wrinkled skin, with knuckles knotty and fingers thick. His face was ugly, and his back was humpy. His heels were long. Straightway again he prove his strength. With bast a-binding, loading a-making, he bore home sticks the live-long day. There came to the dwellings a wandering maid, with way-worn feet and sunburned arms, with down-bent nose the bond-maid name. She sat her down in the middle of the floor. Beside her sat the son of the house. They chatted and whispered their bed preparing, thrall and bond-maid the long day through. Joyous they lived and reared their children. Thus they called them, brawler, cowherd, Boor and horsefly, lewd and lustful, stout and stumpy, sluggard, swarthy, lout and leggy. They fashioned fences, they dug the meadows, swine they herded, goats they tended, and turf they dug. Daughters there were, loggy and cloggy, lumpy, leggy, and eagle nose, whiner, bondwoman, oaken, peggy. Tattercoat and the crane-shanks made. Thence are come the generations of thralls. Ever on went Rig the straight roads along, till he came to a dwelling with door unclosed. He entered straight, there was a fire in the floor. Grandfather and grandmother owned the house. The home folk sat there hard a-working, by them stood on the floor a box. Hewed the husband wood for a warp beam, trim his beard and the locks o'er his brow, but mean and scanty the shirt he wore. The wife sat by him plying her distaff, swaying her arms to weave the cloth, with snood on her head and smock on her breast, studs on her shoulders and scarf on her neck. Well knew Rig how to give them counsel. He sat him down in the middle of the floor and the home folk twain upon either side. Grandmother set forth plenteous dishes. Cooked was the calf, daintiest of beast. Thence Rig uprose, prepared to rest. 
Well, he knew how to give them counsel. He laid him down in the middle of the bed, and the homefolk twain upon either side. Thus he tarried three nights together. Then he strode in the middle of the road, while thrice three moons were gliding by. A child had grandmother, churl they called him, and sprinkled him with water and swathed him in linen. Rosy and ruddy with sparkling eyes, he grew and throve, and forthwith gain he to break in oxen, to shape the harrow, to build him houses and barns to raise him, to fashion carts and follow the plow. Then home they drove with a key-hung maiden, in goatskin kirtle named Daughter-in-Law. They wed her to churl and bridal linen, the twain jade ready, their wealth a-sharing, kept house together and joyous lived. Children reared they, thus they called them, Youth and hero, Thane, smith, yeoman, broad-limbed, peasant, sheaf-beard, neighbor, farmer, speaker, and stubbly-beard. By other names were the daughters called, dame, bride, lady, gay and gaudy, maid, wife, woman, bashful, slender. Thence are come the kindred of churls. Still on went Rig the straight roads along, till he came to a hall whose gates looked south. Pushed was the door to, a ring in the post set. He forthwith entered the rush-strewn room. Each other eyeing, the homefolk sat there, father and mother, twirling their fingers. There was the husband, strings a-twining, shafting arrows and shaping bows. There was the wife, o'er her fair arms, wondering, smoothing her linen, stretching her sleeves, a high-peaked coif and a breast-brooch wore she, trailing robes and a blue-tinged sark. Her brow was brighter, her breast was fairer, her throat was whiter than driven snow. Well knew Rig how to give them counsel. He sat him down in the middle of the floor, and the homefolk twain upon either side, then took mother a figured cloth white of linen and covered the board. Thereafter took she a fine-baked loaf, white of wheat, and covered the cloth. Next she brought forth plenteous dishes, set with silver and spread the board, with brown-fried bacon and roasted birds. There was wine in a vessel and rich-wrought goblets. They drank and reveled while day went by. Well knew Rig how to give them counsel. He rose ere long and prepared his couch, he laid him down in the middle of the bed, and the homefolk twain upon either side. Thus he tarried three nights together. Then on he strode in the middle of the road, while thrice three moons were gliding by. Then a boy had mother, she swathed him in silk, and with water sprinkled him, called him Earl. Light were his locks and fair his cheeks, flashing his eyes like a serpent's shone. Grew Earl forthwith in the halls and gain, to swing the shield and fit the string, to bend the bow, to shaft the arrow, to hurl the darts, to shake the spear, to ride the horse, to loose the hounds, to draw the sword, and to swim the stream. Forth from the thicket came Rig astriding, Rig astriding and taught him runes, his own name gave him, as son he claimed him, and bade him hold the ancestral fields, 
the ancestral fields and the ancient home. Then on rode Earl through the murky wood, through the rimy fells till he reached a hall. His shaft he shook, his shield he brandished, his steed he galloped, his sword he drew. War he wakened, the field he reddened, the doomed he slew, and won him lands, till alone he ruled over eighteen halls. Gold he scattered and gave to all men, treasures and trinkets and slender-ribbed horses, wealth he strewed and sundered rings. Along the dewy roads his messengers drive, till the hall they reached, where ruler dwelt. A daughter owned he, dainty-fingered, fair and skillful, Erna called. They wooed her and brought her home a-driving, to Earl they wed her in fine veal woven. Veal fine woven. Husband and wife lived happily together, their children waxed and life enjoyed. Heir was the eldest, Baron the second boy, babe, successor, inheritor, boy, descendant, offspring, son, youth, kinsman, Con the kingly was youngest born. Forthwith grew up the sons of Earl, games they learned and sports and swimming, Taming horses, round shields bending, war shafts smoothing, ash spears shaking. But King the youngest alone knew runes, runes eternal and runes of life. Yet more he knew how to shelter men, to blunt the sword edge and calm the sea. He learnt the bird language, to quench the fire, flame, heal all sorrows and soothe the heart. Strength and might of eight he owned. Then he strove in runes with Rig, the earl, crafty wiles he used and won. So gained his heritage, held the right thus, Rig to be called and runes to know. Young king rode once through the thicket and woods, shooting arrows and slaying birds, till spake a cow, perched lone on a bow. Why wilt thou thus kill birds, young king? would fit thee rather to ride on horses to draw the sword and slay the foe. Dan and Damp have dwellings goodlier, homesteads fairer than ye do hold, and well they know the keel to ride, the swords to prove and wounds to strike. And that is the lay of Rig. Thank you for hearing our tale. If you enjoyed it, please take a look at our Patreon page and learn how you can earn great rewards while also supporting us. A special thank you to Cat for their support this month. It means the world to us. Once again, thank you for listening to our story.